0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles with Pastor James Williams. Tonight we're going to talk about Acts 10 and spiritual gifts. Welcome to the program, Pastor James.
1: Well, thank you, Dorothy. I'm so glad to be on here again. I really appreciate you uh, asking me to be on this program and that we have this program to go out live every other Wednesday, that some somebody can pick this up, some man, some woman, some boy or girl, can hear about what is the Spirit of God doing at this time and what we need to do to get prepared to receive him. Because, see, if we don't receive him, he'll just keep on going until he finds somebody else. That's why he said, I was looking for a man, That's in the Old Testament, that could stand in the breach. And he was looking. God is always looking. And he wants somebody who will be able to believe that he is God and that he's uh, he, he will reward them that diligently seek him. So that's one of the reasons why I've been teaching on the book of Acts, because there's signs, wonders, and miracles. Every chapter we don't want to do right now, now we're starting in the 10th chapter, is always about signs, wonders, and miracles. But the way these signs, wonders, and miracles operate is because the Bible says, precept must be upon precept. So first of all, the, the Bible is full of prophecy ever since the third chapter of Genesis and the 15th verse where it talks about he would crush his head. That was prophecy then. And everything in the Bible is prophecy. And that's what, uh, when you get to the book of Revelation, it talks about the prophecy of Jesus Christ. That is the gospel. Because if we did not be- know and believe that what he what the Bible prophesied that would come to happen, and had seen it come to happen, we wouldn't believe it. Because there's a whole lot of other religions out there; they have their uh, their teachings and their understanding of their of their gospel. But ours is so specific; it tells you when certain things are supposed to happen, what's going to happen in the future, and if we listen and obey, then the Lord blesses us. And how does He bless us? And that is through the Holy Ghost, and this is why it's so important to learn the Book of of, uh, the Bible about the Holy Ghost and all the powers that God has given us, and that we'll receive if we're willing to believe. Amen. So anyway, let's start with uh, Acts, the tenth chapter, starting with the first verse. Acts the tenth chapter, starting with the first verse. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. That means he was a captain in that army. A devote now here's this now. This is what's so important. It says a devout, a devoted man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and pray to God always. See, a lot of times we don't have, because we don't know how to receive from God. Or well, how do you hear from God? How do you receive from God? You have to, first of all, as I told you, the Bible is set up on precept, and the first precept for us to look at would be Isaiah, the 28th chapter. And I think it starts with the ninth verse. Here's who wants to know knowledge or wisdom, and this is it. And then it tells you, if. Uh, The main thing is it said, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Well, here's an example of it. uh, uh, Mark, not Mark, uh, Matthew, the seventh chapter, when it talks about ask, seek, and knock. You go back there and you can read it. It says ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock for what? Well, that means for everything you need? I tell you, you have to get to the precept. And what is the other precept? It's in Luke, the 11th chapter. So you got to put Matthew and Luke together to get the full understanding. And it will read again. It says, ask, seek, and not. And it talks about receiving the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the beginning of your new life. The Holy Ghost is the beginning of your spiritual walk, your spiritual talk, your spiritual understanding, because the things of this world – is carnal minded and carnal minded things are enemy of the of the God we serve. He tells us to walk by faith in him and to trust him. That's why when we read about this young man it said he was a devout man, one who feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms or money or whatever people needed to the people and prayed to God always. In other words, he trusted God to take care of everything he needed. And sometimes that's not easy. But when you have the Holy Ghost, it makes it a lot easier. Because the Holy Ghost will speak into you in times of trouble. He'll speak to you to encourage you. He will lead you. What does this word really say? Start getting an understanding. What the God God that we serve is a, a God of words and that he He requires us to live by the word. That's why it says, man, cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You got people that want to complain about, is it named Yahshua? Is it named Yahshua? Is it named Jesus? Listen, there's so many things that's hidden in the spiritual realm that all we have to do is obey. Were you saved in Yahshua's name or were you saved in Jesus' name? Or were you saved in Jesus' name? It doesn't matter. As long as we're talking about the one true God. And that he can have many names, but he's still the one true God. Now, there's other gods in this world. That's why Psalms 82 talks about judges among the gods. He does. But he is the one true God. He is the most high God. Everything has to come through him and his son. And so... As I say, as you start the reading, you'll start to see the signs and wonders and the miracles that start happening. So let's continue on here. It says, and he saw in a vision, that's a a sign, that's a wonder, that's a miracle. He saw saw in a vision eventually about the ninth hour, which means about 3 o'clock in the day, and an angel of God came into him and said unto him, Cornelius, when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? He said unto him, thy prayers and thy arms or thy giving are come up before a memorial before God. Now, I'm going to teach you about a little bit about prayer, that you want a miracle to happen. You always ask, Lord, remember me. Remember me. And I'm trying to tell you, when it comes up to your time for remembrance, God will remember you and he will reward you according to your faith. If you have little faith, you get a little reward. Bigger faith, greater reward. Jesus talks about that when he talks about the people who believed in him. You know, they they came and said, he said, I have not seen such faith, not even in Israel. So in other words, you can have little faith and you can have stronger faith. Israel, because it's Jewish, doesn't mean they have more power than you. It's all about your faith, and faith is nothing more than trust. If you trust God, and I mean with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, he will move for He loves people that prove wants to prove that he is God in their life. The most fact about it if you want to see a person get a prayer through. Is when somebody repents and they say, Lord, I don't know you. I've heard about you, but right now I'm in trouble. If you really got prove yourself to me, in other words, you're putting everything on the line because you ain't got nothing else to hold on to. In other words, Lord, I'm trusting you. Help me. And all of a sudden the Lord will send something like an angel or some visitation to you, a presence that will let you know it was him. But you still gotta add your faith that it is him. So let's continue to go here. Then it says uh the fifth verse it says, And now sent men to Joppa and call one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lies with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou ought to do. And when the angel had spoken to Cornelius and has departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him constantly. And when he had declared all these things, in other words, what he had just seen, the angel and everything, he sent them to Joppa. Now, if you notice, as I say, these are signs, wonders, and miracles. So uh, here's an angel speaking to Cornelius. And Cornelius talks to his, his people that uh two of his servants and uh, one of his soldiers that worked with him or constantly was right with him, but they didn't see the angel, but he did, and he related to them, and they believed. And so, anyway, so he does sent these men to Joppa to meet with Peter on tomorrow, the ninth verse. On tomorrow, as they went to their journey and drew nigh unto the city. Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the six. What is the six hour? That would be about twelve o'clock, twelve o'clock in Jewish time. And he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they were made ready, he fell into a trance. Here comes another uh, another sign. what is a trance? It's to be able to be able to see things. But you had to start not be involved with the things. I've been in trances before, and yeah, the people that work witchcraft goes into trances. That's a way of getting to the spirit realm. It's just a door. It could be good or evil. Peter went into a trance. It was the one that the most high God gave him. And when a trance comes, I'll give you an open vision and a closed vision. An open vision is that your eyes are wide open, but you're, you're there, but you don't feel like you're there. And all of a sudden, you'll see something. I told a friend of mine, and said, Mike, don't go out of the house, because when you get out of the house, you get up to the corner, and they're going to stop sign and just about hit you. That's what we call an open vision, okay, a closed vision. Uh, uh, there's a scripture in there where the man who closes his eyes and was able to see things. So, in other words, his eyes are closed. He's not uh, trying to focus anything in the mind. The Holy Spirit talks to him and tells him or even show him things that could happen or will happen. That's what we call a closed vision. both of them are you're in a trance, but there's not none that you can't stop or get out of. so here we are signs, wonders, miracles, okay and the uh the tenth verse. Oh, let's go to the 11th verse. Well, let's go back to the 10th verse. And he was very hungry and would have eaten. A lot of times when you go on a fast, the devil comes after you. That's the hardest thing to do most times time is to go on a fast. But to hear from God clearly better is to fast. Fast is very important. If you do one fast, I'm going to help somebody who God has already told you. You need to fast at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. And what you do he fast for one day, eat for two days. Fast for two days, fast for one day. He won't die. So as the Lord has told you this is just a repeating of what he told you to do. This is But well, why he made ready he fell into a trance and he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending from it from unto him. And it is a great sheet knitted at the four corners. In other words, everywhere he looked, it was all the way around him. Let down up to the earth, and where all manner of four footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. So, you know, it says all manner of four footed beasts of the earth, and then he names you four wild beasts, creeping things, fowls of the air. And in other words, animals that we're not supposed to eat, like pigs and stuff like that. But then it came this, and it said There came a voice. To him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is not common or unclean. Or the word for common is unfit. And the Lord, and then the voice spoke unto him again a second time, what God has cleansed, that shall call not common, unfit. This did twice. It happened three times. And the vessel which recede up again into heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what the vision which he had seen might mean, behold, the men that were sent from Cornelius had made inquiries of Simon, Simon's house, and stood at the gates. Now, a lot of times you may have visions and you don't understand. You may have dreams at night you don't understand what you have to do is you pray that the Lord will give you understanding. Now, he may give it to you by vocal. He might send somebody to interpret it for you. So I I tell people all the time, don't go around looking for people to interpret your dreams and your visions because they may speak something that is not true. But if it's God, he will send somebody to you, and he will confirm it, it is him. He'll say, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And God doesn't change. He's, he's God today, tomorrow, and forever. As I say, everything is subject to change but God. So here we are. You uh, go to As he was, uh, uh, the sev- 17th verse, and it says, now while Peter doubted in himself what was this vision. So in other words, don't don't be confused if you don't understand something. God will give you the answer. So let's skip down to the 18th verse. And it says, and called and asked Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. And Peter thought on this vision. The Spirit said unto him, behold, three men seek thee. The Holy Spirit can operate in this way. He will tell you a thing before it happens. There was no way you can guess and say, well, there's three men out there. The Holy Spirit can tell you what's out there. And if you, if you quiet your spirit, if you'll fast and pray like, a, like what we read earlier, you'll be so sensitive when the Holy Spirit talks to you, he'll t- keep you from all danger. He will keep you from uh, things that you need to stay away from, and he'll take you to where you need to go. Because if God has sent you somewhere, He'll have provision for you wherever you have to go. And then it says the 18 verses, and He called it, asked Simon, which his surname was Peter, "Where lies thee?" In other words, if you find a man or woman of God, it's good to be around them. Spend as much time as you can with them, waiting that God will give them a word. Don't ask them for a word. Just be around them, and God will give you, give them a word if he wants to speak to you. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, the three men are there. Arise, therefore, and get thee down. Go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Why didn't the Lord tell him what, uh, what he wanted, him, wanted that person to do? Same thing as he sent those men uh, to see with Peter. God has a time and a season to tell you what he wants you to do. But until that time, he wants you to walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, if anybody uh, have met me, they know that I have a hip problem. I done had it for four years. The doctors have been saying, oh, you need surgery, you need surgery. And I keep saying, nope, the Lord will heal me. I don't know when, but I know he will. Well, how do you have faith? I can check. God's track record. I was legally blind in my right eye, got prayer. I've been able to see out of that right eye now for over 38 years. Uh, My knees were bone on bone. I had members of my church that was there when the man of God, Ted Shethersworth, called me out and he said, I see Jesus healing your knees. He told me to come up on the platform. As I walked up on that platform, my knees still hurt me. But by faith, I was believing God was calling me up there. I got up there, and that was all I had. I didn't have nothing else (laughs) to hang on to. He told me raise my leg. I didn't even think about it. I just did what he told me. He said raise your other leg like you're in the military. He didn't know I had been in the military. I lifted up, and next thing I know, I took off running backwards. Then I ran around the stage, and I was happy and that the Lord had healed me. And that's been over. Oh, I guess a good seven years now. I have not had no knee problems since. The only thing I have a yeah, hip problem that's been here four years. So what I'm trying to tell you, don't walk by sight. Walk by faith. But you don't know how long I've been in uh, pain. You don't know how long I've been wanting children. I, you don't know what I've been going through. I know one thing. The Word of God works. If you believe it, you receive it. But you got to know how to receive it. How do you receive it? Receive the Holy Spirit. Once you get the Holy Spirit, he will lead you. He will guide you. He will talk to you. He'll warn you of things to come. Then after a while, you'll see that the Bible, everything the Bible says is truth. And the more you walk in the truth, the more you will be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And then like what I'm reading you now, the uh, Acts of the Apostle or the Acts of the Holy Spirit, is how the Holy Spirit will work with you. I want y'all to walk into the spirit realm this year. Those that have not walked into it, I'm praying that you will move into the spirit realm, that you'll see that God is who he says he is, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, and that he will he rewards us. He re, will reward us according to his, uh, his kingdom. His kingdom is glorious. And who's in the kingdom? The Lord Jesus Christ. So he is the one man between God and man. He's the mediator. And he's the one that after a while you'll start seeing, oh, if I add these scriptures together, oh, this scripture says this. And this scripture is way over here says that. But after I put them together, they start to make sense. And they start to restore the life in you that God had in the beginning until the fall. All right, let's keep on reading here. And of uh, 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 the 21st verse of 10th chapter of Acts, Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. For what is the cause? Wherefore you come? And they say, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, one who feared God and of good report among all the nations of the Jews, was warned by God by, his holy, by an holy angel to send unto thee into thy house, and to hear the words of thee. In other words, he said, Listen, there's an angel that came to us and do it. If you start to read and understand, you'll know which angel was dispatched. It was the angel called gabriel he is the messenger angel and uh as you notice when he he talked to him he said you need to go hear what the words that he's getting ready to tell you what words because the bible doesn't explain it to you but uh let's keep on going the 23rd it says but call he into them and lies them and on the morrow peter went away with them, and certain brothers of Joppa accomplished uh, accomplished him. And the morning after they entered Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and his near friends or neighbors. See, when you got something that's getting ready to bless you, don't keep it for yourself. Pass it among your family, among your friends. I'm telling you, the more you bless others, the more you'll get blessed. The more you bless the Jewish race. And I know all Jews ain't good, but, hey, listen, the Jewish race, I didn't say every Jew, the Jewish race, God has chosen them, and because he did it, all we have to do is obey God to get our blessing. And because we are called Gentiles, Gentiles means we don't have a covenant with God, but we do through his son and the blood that was shed that we have a covenant with God, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, the God of Israel, the God of Jesus, the God of Moses, and they're all the same God, one God. But if you will obey and stand up for him and do not slink backwards, he will bless you. He'll bless you going in, bless you going out. You'll be the head and not the tail. So the uh, 25th verse, And Peter, which came in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up saying, Stand up. I myself am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. That's why the Bible says, fail not to, uh, to assemble yourselves as many as started to fall away at the part, depart. Because God can give somebody, somebody. It could even be a little boy, the words to speak that would be an encouragement to you. But if you ain't there, you'll not hear it. And as I said, even Peter said that. Listen, I'm a man just like you are. That's why he told him, don't worship me. I'm a man just like you are, and that. Our jobs is when we get the word, don't be so high-minded. Oh, God is speaking to me. I must be an apostle. I must be a prophet. I must be this. I must be that. Just be humble and be glad that he used you because he can use somebody else. But he used you, but don't get uh, a swollen head thinking I'm better than everybody else. No. Continue to live your life meekly. Continue to live your life in prayer. Continue to live your life in fasting to the Lord, and God will promote you. But then you still stay humble when he does. So it's in the 27th verse. It says that when he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. That's another word for the church. That's why they have the word church means body of believers. If they talk about the synagogue, it means a body of believers, but they're Jewish. And he said unto them, You know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is Jew to keep company or to come into one of another nation, a Gentile. But God has showed us, showed me, that I should not call any man uncommon or, common or unclean or unfit. Therefore came I unto you without gain sin or trying to trick you, enticing words. as as the game seers do. As soon as I went in, I asked, wherefore, for what intent have you sent for me? Don't try to figure God out. I'm going to try to teach you all something so you don't lose your mind. Stop trying to figure what God is doing. Just say, Lord, whatever you say, I'll do it. A lot of times the prophets in the old days, he said, will these dry bones live? And they said the right answer, only thou knowest. Leave it to God to know everything, and our job is just to obey. For then it says in the 30th verse, and Cornelius said, for four days ago I was fasting until this hour. I told you fasting is very important. And at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. And said Cornelius, thy prayers is heard, thy alms are made, uh have in has in remembrance in the sight of God. Remember? when you pray, put that word in there. Lord, remember me. Remember my friends. Remember that. Pray for them that God will remember them. And it's not a one day prayer. You keep on praying it for people. You keep on praying it for yourself. Lord remember me. Uh the thirty second verse. And therefore it sent uh, sent therefore to Joppa, and called hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lies in the house of one Simon Tanner by the sea, who when he came shall speak unto thee. And immediately I sent to thee, and thou hast well done, and thou hast come. Now therefore, are are we all in the presence before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God, or the Lord? And Peter and Peter opened up his mouth and said, Of truth, I perceive. In other words, this is not something that I did normally trying to figure this out. This was a spiritual thing. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted. A lot of times people say, Well, what about these people that died did not know Jesus? The Bible says that there's people in other nations who had never known of Jesus, who had never heard of Jesus, but because they fear there is a God, because they fear there is a God and a God of righteousness, they work righteousness. In other words, they do what is right. They don't know who the God is. In fact, about it, it talks about the unknown God, but they know there is a God of righteousness, And because of that, they can be saved. So so like if you got a neighbor next door and you don't seem like he want to accept the Lord, you don't know. He might be better than some of the Christians that we have in our churches. In fact, I know a lot of, (laughs) that's bad to say, I know a lot of people who call themselves Christian, that means Christ-like, the the world act better than they do. They can get mad at you and be mad for weeks or months. And you'd be saying, why are you mad at me? They won't tell you, honey, you just crossed the line. You did this, you did that. And The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, either you're going to obey God or not. And that's why the Bible was written. It wasn't written to the sinners. It was written to us that we can increase our faith and do those things that's pleasing to God. The 36th verse, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching By Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all, that the words I say that you know, which was public throughout all of Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, hear that, Holy Ghost, and with power. Power ain't being able to preach. Power is in signs and wonders. If you go to a church and you don't see somebody getting healed, somebody being delivered, somebody receiving Jesus, you're in a dead church. You can holler at Jesus all you want. You're in a dead church. The Holy Spirit comes with power. Paul said, I don't come in enticing words, but I come in a demonstration. In the spirit, demonstration of power. So you need to see power, which is the part of the Holy Spirit, working in your church. That's why he said if you'll sit up into the upper room and tell you'll be endued by the Holy Ghost and power. See, no man can fake it and shake it for long. But if you see power, demons coming out of folks, people getting healed, people getting delivered, Bless, blessings coming up on them because you pray for them. that's a live church. That's where you need to be. That's where you need to give your tithes and offerings. And then watch what God does. And I'm one of the few churches you'll ever meet, and I'm not bragging on myself, but I'm just telling you, this is the way the Lord gave to me. If you come to our church and you pay your tithes and offerings and you don't get blessed, tell me how much you give and I give you all your money back. Now, you can't beat that. That's how much I trust God. So let's keep on reading here. It says, uh, He went about doing good, healing, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, under the power of the devil, for sicknesses of the devil. Sicknesses of the devil. For God was with him. And we're a witness of all those things He did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hung on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day, showing him openly, not to all people, but unto the witness chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. In other words, God's not going to show a miracle just because you asked for one. But if you're willing to believe God will manifest himself. God will reveal himself. God will do things that no way you can figure it out. No man can do it. Preach over in Africa. He went into a hospital, prayed for the dead. They started rising. He prayed for the sick. The hospital, everybody in that hospital got healed. And the people said, well, why can't you do that? Why? Listen, we are men. We are men of God. There is women of God. We don't control the gift. The gift controls us. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us on what he wants to do, and then he makes people make a, make a decision. Either you believe it or you don't believe it. The belief is the way to get to heaven. Fail to believe it is the way to get to hell. Either way, you got a place to go to. Nobody will be on this earth forever without going through the judgment. And after the judgment, there's going to be a thousand years of peace upon this earth, a thousand years. That's what I'm looking at. And then there's another judgment after that, the great white throne judgment. And when that's done, then we'll be here forever in peace for everybody. You'll be able to read everybody's thoughts and stuff. We won't try to lie. We won't try to do somebody wrong. We'll be thinking about how we can help our neighbor, how we can help our kinfolk, how we can do other things for God. For You can't climb up to heaven. That's what the Scripture says. You can't climb up to heaven and show God how much you love him, but you can show him by how much you show love for the saints here on earth, for those who really fasting and praying and seeking God. They may be broke. They may be sick. But our job is to pray for them. Our job is to go minister to them. And that's what we're supposed to do. The more we minister to somebody, the more God's going to minister to you. Yes, you're going to be sick some days. The Bible says God said I'll make up your bed. So why would he make up your bed if you ain't going to be sick? He said that he would take care of us. He would supply all of our needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's what he means. While I'm reading here and explaining all these things, I'm trying to put the word of God in you with power. You can hear the word, you can quote the word, but until you receive power from the Holy Spirit and operate in it now you can have the Holy Spirit and not operate in in, in the faith because it calls for it calls for believing what you can't believe for. It costs going past your natural mind to go to a spiritual mind of understanding whatever God says, he can do it. It'll come to pass. Yes, Lord. So let's keep continuing on here. Oh, I forgot to tell you, the uh, phone line is open if you're listening on. You can push uh, number one and that will give you the uh, telephone or be able to uh, intervene and call in. In fact, I'm going to turn it back over to Dorothy so Dorothy can give the number out again.
0: Okay, the number is 646-595-4784, and we do have a caller, if I can get his mic open. Okay. Okay, area code 702, your mic is open.
2: All right. Hello, sir. Uh, How are you doing?
0: Very good.
2: Um, got you on my Bluetooth here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. So, I have a question, and by the way, I you know, uh, good stuff so far. This is uh, regarding uh, some scripture. So it's okay. It's, uh, um, one of my favorite scriptures, and one I stand on a lot, but don't understand some parts of it is the Psalm seventy-five.
1: Okay, let me turn to it yeah. Yes, sir. Because, see, you know, we read things over and over again, but without understanding. That's why the Bible, as I said, it's got everything we need in there. It says, with all your getting, get an understanding. So it means it's most important to understand the word, but but understanding that this is what I need to learn as the Holy Spirit teaches me. Doesn't mean you're going to get the understanding five minutes later. It might be a month later but I guarantee that he will give it to you. All right? You said Psalms uh, 75?
2: Yes, I did.
1: Okay, and which verse?
2: Okay. Um, well, it's a, it's a few verses. The first verse, though, is number three, where he okay. says, okay, um, after declaring that he would judge rightly and, and give thanks to God, but he says, the earth and all the inhabitants, thereof are dissolved. You're in the King James Version. And then he says, I bear up the pillars of it with, with the Selah. And I don't. Mm-hmm. I've thought about that. I just don't get it. What's he talking about? Well, a lot
1: of times it's good to go ahead or behind. So let's go up ahead first, starting with the first verse. It says, unto thee, O God, we give thanks. Unto thee we give thanks for that Thy name or thy authority is nearby is near or thy wondrous works declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants therefore are dissolved or made claim or made, uh made open to God. In other words, there's nothing that is hid that's hid from the Lord. That's another one of the scriptures about it. I bear up the pillars of it. In other words, God has a foundation that he puts out, and this is what he says. If you believe, you receive. If you doubt, you will be a double-minded person, and you will not receive the things of God. So what this is all saying is, and that word selah means think about this. Think about it slowly. Think about it, and as you go back and go back and reread, and go back and reread, and go back and reread, the word "silah" is like the word of a cow or a camel. That's where that word came from. Where the uh, a cow or a camel, they eat, and then they swallow it, then they regurgitate it. It comes back up, and they start chewing on it again. And they'll do it over and over again until it's digested completely. That's the same thing with studying the words of God or the promises of God. So you have to go back sometimes over and over again. So that last word, where therefore they are all dissolved or made clear. In other words, there's nothing that's here from the Lord. And that God is looking for the people who wants to do what is right. That's what righteous means, wants to do what is right. Because God's kingdom is set up on the Melchizedek uh, priesthood, which means the foundation of peace. Our God wants peace, but he is a God of war until he gets his peace, what he wants done. That's why it says God judges among the gods. All right. Did I answer that question for you?
2: Um, you did, and um, but in the same scripture. Okay. So mm-hmm. then it goes on and uh, uh, talks about the the wicked and things. Um, so where number eight is? Okay. Mm-hmm. That n- number eight, seventy-five and eight. That, uh, okay. what is going on here? That one I just.
1: Okay, well, will you go ahead and read it for me?
2: Yes, I will. <clears throat> for in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red, it is full of mixture, and he poureth out of the same, but the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them.
1: Okay. Well, this is another one, though, that is, let's see, that the third verse really explains what this is about, about um, there is nothing that's hid here that's hid from the Lord, that he has a time that he's going to judge people, and he's going to judge those, and that's why he referred to it. As, see, it's a, uh, a hidden story. It's symbolic. When he talks about the dreads, he's talking about the punishment. He ain't talking about actually wine or anything. So let's look at this thing here. In fact, it's so interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. It says in the uh, fourth verse, I said unto the fool, deal not foolishly. And to the wicked, lift not thy horn or thy prayers. Lift not thy horns on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. In other words, don't be praying. You think you're going to pray God to get everything you want? Mm-mm. God knows the people who's foolish. God knows the ones that's wicked. They pray their prayers as I say go back to the third one, where it says where it, uh it reveals that these things are made open or dissolved, then it says it says in the uh fifth verse uh the sixth verse, for promotions come neither from the or from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge it has is i say these are symbolic meanings. So it, isn't, it doesn't mean anything from the east, west, south. It start, it's trying to bring us to the the thing is everything comes from God. He is a judge. He is a judge, and he judges everything, either right or wrong. Don't you say, well, he judges against the wrong. No, he judges on both, right and wrong. And it says he pulls down one and sets up another. In other words, there could be a wicked king, got to bring that one down and put in a righteous king. You can have people that they, call, they can fool some of the people, but there's some people of God that's praying and God revealing to them on how you should pray for the righteous and pray for the wicked and what, uh, what God is doing. But you may not understand everything. For it says in the eighth verse, for in his hand, And in Hebrew, the word hand means thought. It has nothing to do with the hand. It means thought. But with Hebrew words, it can be ten different words at the same time. That's why you have to know what is this being said? What is the purpose for this being said? Is this symbolic or is this literal? Or is this literally symbolic? There's a lot to learn. Exegesis, where you pull out things in there that gives you more of an understanding. So, I'm giving you a little bit more by saying, for in his hands or in his thought of the Lord, there is a cup. It has nothing to do with cup, and the wine is red. It has nothing to do with the red wine. It's talking about judgment. And it says, and it is full of mixture, and he pours it out of the same Judgment, in other words, he judges the good and he judges the evil He's the God of the living, he's the God of the dead Okay And all the wicked of the earth shall run them out and drink out uh, to uh, them and drink them But I declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob If y'all heard me earlier, I said uh, we're brought into a, a covenant with God through the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Jesus. And because of that, uh, as God judges among the good and the bad, he will reward us. It may not instantly happen. It might be 20 years down the road. But later on, you can look back and say, oh, 20 years was nothing compared to eternity. I'm glad God let me see. It gives me a, a chance to feel for others. And that's what this is all about. God is trying to change our nature, to get away from ourselves, to get a, to get in, to want to help others. Then it says, all the horns of the wicked. And what did I tell you, horns mean? Prayers. All the prayers of the wicked unto them will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous, or the prayers of the righteous, shall be exalted. So that's why I said we have to know every word, and what does it mean? And as you start to you do that, then you start chewing on it and regurgitating and chewing on it and regurgitating until after a while you'll, you'll see the hidden things. God hides things. And he says, I call the things that I hid for the people that are, they, they call them kings, but he's actually said those that really want to decipher or understand who are willing to obey they will get this after a while. They ain't going to be right away, but after a while, you'll get that understanding. Uh, did I answer that question for you?
2: Um, you really did, but it's, it's just so all the wicked of the earth shall rain them out and drink them. So is that saying that the wicked is, is pretty much saying that they'll reap what they sow? Yes, same or, thing. Okay, okay, all right. You know, okay. Well then, yeah, that, that answered the prayer. But all right, um, uh, the question but I had just uh, decided that I was going to stand on it and quote it, anyways, <laughs> mm-hmm. until I did understand. So, thank you. That, that's all. No. I
1: okay. Okay. Now, always remember this: the Bible can be interpreted literal, spiritual, literal, spiritual. But you have to take your time to study it, and as you start looking, you'll find out it is written somewhere else that explains the Bible. The Bible always explains itself or interprets itself, and is not left to any private interpretation. But because we most of us do not know how to speak Hebrew, then we miss the interpretation, and we interpret it according to our wisdom or our understanding. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you, sir. You bring me in to make me think even deeper because I never know what God's going to tell me. <laughs> All right. Any other questions before you go?
2: Nope. That was the only question I had.
1: All right, man. Have a blessed day.
2: Thank you. Mhm. Well, I'm
1: glad that we had a caller in that they ask questions, because that's the only way you'll learn this stuff. You've got to talk to somebody who knows it. you got to talk to somebody who studied this. You've got to talk to a teacher. A lot of times people want a preacher, but you need a teacher that you may understand because everybody's going through stuff. And as you go through, you want to know, what do I need to do to defend my, my area? What must I do to put myself... In the power of god what must i do and that is you learn first of all you seek god's justice you humble yourself and then you pray for other people and it goes oh it's, the rest of it just commentary over and over again about the same thing well let's continue back over here to uh acts the 10th chapter and as i said this is an open line if anybody want to call in it's a good time to call in and ask questions, and this is a way that you can get an answer or steer you in the right way to study the scriptures in a different way. All right, and it says that. The, uh, let me see where we at here. Uh, the forty-second verse. Let's go back there. Ten and forty-second. And it says, and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. Quick means the living. That's why we were just talking about it. I'm so glad he brought up 75. Because 75 tells us that God is a judge. He judges the good and the the wicked he judges both and you get a reward according you will reap as the man said just now you'll reap what you sow good or bad but the bible tells us that but it hides it and he tells you to search me out so that i can interpret myself to you that's the bible the word of god he needs to interpret it he needs to explain it to you the way you don't look at it in the uh carnal minded sense but look into a spiritual or understanding of what this word means, what that word means, uh give you a couple of words that you can always remember. When you see where it says, and God has his hand upon this person. The word hand means thought. That means God is thinking about you, remembering you. Remember I told y'all about how to pray your prayer? Lord, remember me. Remember me. If you remember that I think it's in the book of Luke where this man was a a Pharisee and there was a a sinner. And after he got through praying, he said, Lord, forgive me. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Remember me. Remember me. That's what he's trying to say. Remember me. Because if you don't trust God, God won't trust you. That's just the bottom line. And it says, and uh, let's keep on going here, the 43rd verse. And to him, he gave all the prophets witness that through his name, and the word name, this is the second word I'm trying to give you, means authority. Authority. That's what name means, authority. So if you say in the name of Jesus, you're saying in the authority of Jesus. If you say in the name of President Trump, you're saying in the authority of President Trump. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. We that accepted Jesus, we who are brought in by the blood of Jesus, we are ambassadors. But we have no more power than where the Holy Spirit allows us. And He works it severally as He will. Okay, through His name, authority, whoever believes in Him shall receive remission of sin. In His authority, Jesus said, I will forgive you. And He said, Uh, He told the man, rise up and walk. Thy sins are forgiven you. And they said, well, who can forgive sins but God? They didn't realize he was quoting the scriptures. And the word scriptures is God. He is the word. It says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Everything is controlled by the word. And once you get that understanding, they you could be taught about other things like uh, sounds, frequencies, uh, equal to high Sounds, frequencies, and there's one more thing that operates everything in this world. In other words, nothing is created without sounds. Nothing is created without a frequency. Nothing is created without vibration. That's the third one: vibrations. Everything is created by that. Man is trying to say that uh, we were, uh, well, it wasn't man, but some men. Talk about evolution. But the Bible says, I don't need to be interpreted. It says that we were made in the image and likeness of God. We were not made in no Big Bang Theory. They try to make everything go back to what they want it to be. But the Bible always interprets itself. If it says there is a being that created all things, then he is the creator, and everything was created by him out of nothing. How he did it is him. But I'm trying to tell you, the more you learn, the Bible interprets itself, and there are hidden things in here. God ain't made it easy for us. We're supposed to search these things out and remember the words shalom or uh, selah means to regurgitate something over and over again or meditate on something over and over again where the Bible says meditate day and night. What does that mean? Day means when you understand. Night means when you're confused. Meditate upon the Word of God over and over again, and it will explain itself. But you got to you got to do it like a jigsaw puzzle. You've got to skip around to this part and that part and let the Bible interpret itself. All right, go to Sunday High. As I said, the uh, line is open. Anybody want to call in, got a question, or want to uh, discuss anything, or give a comment? This is, this is the time to do it. All right. You see, you go to Sunday High. Let's look at the uh, the forty fourth verse. It says, "While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard." And they of the circumcision of that Jewish, which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles, that means you don't have a covenant with God also was poured out the gift of the Holy ghost. It didn't say Holy spirit. There's a reason for that. The Holy ghost is containing of the Holy spirit. The Holy spirit comes out of the Holy ghost. And when the Holy ghost and when the Holy Spirit enters you, and it does enter, I've seen it, it enters in like a little bitty egg, and it enters into that person, and all of a sudden you see a change in that person. How do you know if a person has been born again by if they've been changed or not? You heard that song, I Know I've Been Changed, for well, the angels in heaven, they saw my name being written in the Lamb Book of Life, he created that Lamb book of life. He puts your name in. Can he blot his, your name out? Yes, it's his, the same thing. If you don't want to walk with him, he will blot your name out. There was uh, 82 apostles at one time, and he said, you must drink of my blood and eat of my flesh. And when he said that, 70 of them said, we can't understand it. It's too hard for us to understand. And they walked away from it. And then the Bible added, and they walk with him no more. No more. The Bible tells us in the book of Matthew that broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many go thereat. But he says, narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and only a few that find their way. Why is it put the word find? That means you've got to understand the scriptures, and the scriptures will lead you, which is the word of God, which is Jesus, will lead you to eternal life. Then it says, And uh, the 46th verse, and they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbade water? In other words, do you have to get baptized that they should not be baptized, which has already received the Holy Ghost as well as us? And he commanded them to be baptized in the authority of the Lord. Then pray him uh then pray they him to Terry certain days. In other words, they asked, and that's what that word pray means. It doesn't mean oh they prayed to Peter and all that. No. They asked him, they they gave him a, a genuine, genuine uh a invitation to stay with them so they can learn more. And that's what we need. We need teachers. You need teachers. And just like it says that 46 going back, and they heard and spoke with tongues and magnified God. Then answered Peter. Now, if they spoke with tongues, there's more than one set of tongues. There's the tongues of angels, the tongues of men, the tongues that you pray in church and then pray that somebody interpreted, and there's a prayer that you pray in tongues that nobody interprets and neither can you." So a lot of people say, if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. You're not saved. You know, that is not true. As long as you have one of the nine gifts, and that's what we're going to be talking about next, the nine gifts, that's how you know you've been born again. That's how you know that Jesus is living with you. That's how you know that you be changed. In fact, about it, let us turn to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and starting with the first verse. First Corinthians, the 12th chapter, starting with the first verse. Well, Dorothy, you have any questions or anybody anybody out there wants to ask any questions?
0: Nope, no hands up. Of course, usually when I say that, someone puts their hand up, so we'll see.
1: (laughs) But do you have any questions or anything that you want to comment on?
0: No, not a, a single question is popping into my head. I'm just enjoying the teaching.
1: Well, I hear you. As I tell people I said the main thing is that the churches had got down to where they want to holler and shout and they they practice in front of a mirror how to preach and stuff. That is not how God's spirit operates. If for the truth God's spirit is alive and not dead, he can speak, he can talk, your job is to listen. If you it said, if you have ears to hear, let you hear. If you have ears to hear, everybody is not made ready because they have not been born again. Everybody has not uh, realized that, that our God is who He said He is. He is a uh, 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 He is a judge. And most people, well, God loves us so much He ain't going to judge us. Oh, yes, He is. Good or bad, He's going to judge us. Your attitude toward people, your uh, thoughts toward people. And that's the main thing. You know, we want to judge people, but first of all we need to examine ourselves. We need to judge ourselves to see if we're really in the faith. So that way if we get if we don't get tested as a whoop because of something we didn't we didn't know. But we'll know if we we'll study the word of God. That's why I said devout men, Devout me. You give up time that you would do something else to uh, get away from all that pleasure, to stay with God, to get his, get an understanding. So let's talk about spiritual gifts. I know there's a lot of people out there who want to know about spiritual gifts. And 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, is where it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant, You know that you were Gentiles, and I taught you earlier. Gentile means a person who did not have a covenant with God. He wasn't talking to the Jews. He was talking to us, that you were Gentiles, carried away with dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God, calls Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit enters into you, but it came from the Holy Ghost. All right? Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There is a difference of administration by the same Lord. There are diversities of operation by the same God, which works all in all. So, in other words, it was trying to say the Lord, the Spirit, and God are one. They're the same and they operate as one. So it says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge, and by the same spirit. It's not trying to make it seem like a little bit. They're the same spirit. Or by the same, in this thing, uh, the word spirit is talking about a being. But sometimes the word spirit also means understanding. That's why I say with well, Hebrew words, can be 10 different words at the same time. So it says, uh, it says the word of wisdom and another one, the word of knowledge. What is the word of wisdom? The word of wisdom is that know something before it happens. Wisdom talks about the future. Knowledge talks about what happens now or in the past. In other words, uh, Joyce was sitting there praying at 2 o'clock downstairs in her basement, and she was praying that God would uh, pick her out at the meeting at the revival tonight and answer her prayer. Now, I wasn't in her house. I wasn't nowhere near there, but here she comes to the meeting, God tells me what happened at two o'clock yesterday, and what her quest her her petition was, and when I bring her up, that is called the Word of knowledge now here's the operation or the or like what's it there Let's say uh you came in, you're sitting down here, and you have doubt in your mind that I'm the man of God." And i tell you exactly what you are thinking at that time. It's not mind reading. It's moved by the Spirit, for the Spirit knows even the deep things of God. That's why I said the Bible always interprets itself. So let's talk about the future things. Uh, When I told that young man, I said, don't go out of the house, because when you get to the corner, the lady's going to run a stop sign just about hit you. He said, oh, that's, that ain't going to happen. He went outside, got in his car, got it to the corner. The lady ran a stop sign and just about hit him. That was something that I saw in the future, why my eyes was open. I saw it in a vision. Later on, he went down the street, and God spoke to him and said, you did not believe my prophet. He said, I'm going to let you know it's me talking to you, and God can talk to you, <laughs> and he can put the fear of God in you. He said, stop your car when you get to the light down there because two people are going to run the stoplight. He listened and stopped his car even though he didn't see nothing. Two people ran the stop sign, and if he had pulled out in the street, they both would have hit him. And then he came back to me, and he said, look, everything you said is going to come to pass, and I don't want you to tell me nothing else. I said, let me tell you something else. You're getting ready to go to jail this year. You're going to be there for a while. That was a thing I saw in the future. Because if you don't change your, your your life, God has a way of trying to get your attention. And he'll keep all giving you that attention, getting your attention until you turn to him or he finally just gives up on you. All right? So we just talked about the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. To another, nice verse, to another faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of miracles, a uh, gift of healing by the same spirit, okay? Now, uh, this is the gift, another faith by the same spirit. What is faith? Faith is trust. Now, but what is a spirit of faith? It is something that you cannot put your finger on. There's no way to explain it. You know that you know, and I'm, you know, I know some of you are thinking right now, I, I've, I've had that. You know that you know that you know God's getting ready to do something, and you speak it. There's no doubt in your mind. It's a supernatural uh, trust. It goes beyond all anything that you can think about. To give you an example, I was up in the mountains, and it was raining, and I couldn't see how to, how to proceed on. I reached my hand in the air and I prayed, I said, "Lord, how do I stop this rain so I can be able to see?" He said, "Turn the water off, and in my mind, I could see a faucet up there, and I grabbed it and I started twisting, and as I twisted the 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 uh the the, the spigot, it turned off in my mind, and then it stopped, and it rained no more. It's not one, two, three. I've seen it done at least six different times God has done that. That's called a supernatural trust or supernatural faith. Then it says the gifts, and there's an S on that. It didn't say gift of healing. Gifts of healing. That means one person might have the gift to pray for people's back, and they get healed. Another one might have the gift of praying for people's eyes, and they get healed. Or another person might have the gift of praying for the deaf, and they get healed. So, in other words, God can do whatever he wants to do in any way he wants to do it. But, like, if somebody, I got the gift of healing, I can heal you from anything, I back away from those people. Because when you hear the word I. I. When I is there, Jesus ain't. So you back off of those people who said, I can heal everybody. Because they can use witchcraft. Witchcraft is, just means that you're stolen into the spiritual realm. That's why he said, if you come to heaven any other way, you're a thief and a robber, you can come into the spiritual realm by uh, seances and stuff like that, but you'll never get to our God. You'll get When you get into that spiritual realm, you're in the spirit realm of Satan. And he has, he has power over you, he has control over you, and here you are working for him. And say, I'm working for God. No, you're not. You're working for Satan. And a lot of times you can tell who's working for God and who's working for Satan. You go to the church and they tell you, you've got to pay before we can pray for you. Anywhere in the scripture did you ever see Jesus say, you've got to pay me before I can pray for you. They'll tell you, oh, money cometh, praying for money. Anywhere in the Bible, did you see Jesus pray for money, or did he speak for money to come up? He spoke that fish. He said, if you go fishing, Peter, and the first fish you caught, you reach into his mouth, and you're going to pull out a a gold coin, he said, that will be enough to pay for you and for me. He didn't say it, also I can be rich. He said, so you can pay the taxes for you and for me. Why didn't he give him a whole gold mine and stuff? Why didn't he tell him, all you have to do is dig it up and this stuff? God wants us to be humble, to stay humble. And a lot of people who are rich, they're not humble. I ain't going to say every rich person is not humble. There's a lot of them that's rich and not humble. And don't realize it's the love of money. It's the money that's taking them away from God. And the demon that walks with that, his name is Mammon. He is real. He's one of the most powerful demons in the kingdom of of darkness. When we do exorcism, that's one we look for. Uh, that, Jezebel, Ahab, mind control, mind blocker, so, in other words, you're trying to witness to somebody over and over again and they you, they can't hear you, that's because mind blocker is up. So don't feel bad if you're trying to witness to somebody and they don't receive your witness. They, first of all, have to be broke free from mind control and mind blocker. And the way you break those people free – You pray that God will send the angels to read the gospel of Jesus Christ into mind control and mind blocker's ears over and over and over again. How do you attack Jezebel? You bring in the uh, dogs of Jezreel and the horse, that you have the horse ride up and down, and the dogs will eat her flesh and lick up her blood. I know you say, well, that don't sound right. That's That's something that happened in the Old Testament. Listen, the spiritual realm is never dead. What happened to old is still right here at the same time. Everything that's happening in the spiritual realm is always happening in the spirit realm. That's why we have, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against wicked rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. And that uh, spirit of mammon and stuff, uh, a lot of times if you call in uh, the uh, ministering angels, which is like in the third heaven, and ask Jesus to send you some send you some angels to help you fight those things, that's what you have to do. So the main thing is always remember that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If there's anybody that's listening to the broadcast and they want to call in, let me give you that number again. Uh, will you give it to them, Dorothy?
0: The number is 646-595-4784 and press 1 if you want to speak to Pastor James. Amen.
1: Amen. I know there's some people out there, they, they miss the telephone number sometimes and they want to ask questions. And so that's why I keep putting it back out there for you, that you can ask questions because there's things out there that, People want to know about what is happening in our world, our our universe, and it's getting ready to be a major change. And that major change, when it comes, is going to catch a lot of people off guard. I tell people all the time, store water, store food. Store water, store food. How How much can you pray over? You know, some people can have a bottle of water. And two two little fishes. And they can pray over those things and keep multiplying. Some people can pray, but they don't have enough faith and it ain't feeding them. So they're gonna have to have more. But as I say, all of this is about moving in the spirit realm, moving in faith, moving in the uh the Holy Spirit, and He will help you. So as I say, with the other part when it says the gift of healing, some people might have the gift of praying for people's back. Some people might, and their back get healed, and they pray for in other things, and nothing happens. As I say, it's the Holy Spirit giving you a gift. It didn't start off. You got to speak in tongues, does it? Then it says to another. Uh, we starting at the. We do have now. a
0: question. We do have a question so, okay. from seven hundred Eric Coach oh, okay. Seven Hundred Two again. He is All so right. inquisitive. I love it. Blade, I'm glad. I do, too. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, 702. Okay. So
2: I had only had one uh, question I stored up, but got to sitting here listening. I said, if nobody else will raise their hand, I will. Uh, uh, Amen. One, uh, right. So <clears throat> talking on these these gifts um, with the Spirit, uh me, personally, I, I don't know if I'm wrong for this. I haven't asked the Lord for gifts. I just, like uh, I, I've noticed here in the last year or so, um, a lot of occurrences happen, and it's more than just coincidence. At first, I kind of threw it off as that, but it, it's like a weird timing to things where I'll be kind of, without planning it, either in line with what's going on with a group or something, or I'll be out of line. But it it was to my benefit not to be with them. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know what gift that would be. Um, And also this is something I've struggled with uh, concerning uh, the tongues and how there's all kinds of different types of tongues. Mm -hmm. And I've had, oh, Lord, Six or seven different ministers, since I was uh, first uh, baptized as an adult man back in uh, 2013. Tell me, oh, you have you have tongues, and it's all right. And I said, all right, Lord, thank you. And I've had them tell me it wasn't, and back and forth, back and forth, and all of them had some kind of scripture or biblical. Uh, backing And I didn't know better than them So I, I just How do we know if it, if we really have A gift Or if we don't um, If it's a a, a a false gift or a, a misunderstanding
1: Okay Now the thing is about tongues They are that We call the righteous tongues There's four of them It's the tongues of men, the tongues of angels, the tongues that uh, you speak into the church and pray for the interpreter, and there's another tongue that you speak that's between you and God. But they are what they call false tongues. And because it will be the demon speaking, and the person, the only way you can tell is the person, is going to be one of the gifts I'm getting ready to explain in a few minutes, it's called discerning of spirit. In other words, they can imitate God's tongues and stuff, but a person who has the gift of discerning of spirit, which means to judge. Usually I can hear somebody, and if I hear them speak a little bit, I can judge which spirit, if that's the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the devil. So And so when you have these other preachers telling you, well, uh, here's the scriptures, but see, the thing is, you have to have somebody who has the gift of discerning of spirits. That's the only way they're going to know. So a lot of stuff, they, you can use scriptures and be way out in the left field. But the Bible will always interpret itself. And one of the things that it says, we got to have somebody in the church that has the gift of discerning of spirits. Then I answer your question.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So part two of this, <laughs> okay. part two to that then, um, if I have already one gift, so then I have, let's say, okay, I have uh, one of the, one of the tongues I can speak. Um, but I want another gift or I want more tongues to be able to speak. And I don't, I, not even for me, you know, just selfishness Just well For the Lord's glory How do I Increase it Or how do I How do we get these gifts Or can I Is it just What I've got Is what I've got Okay um, That's what I'm talking about Today on This
1: uh, The 12th chapter It tells you about How to increase The gifts And it's because um, Let's say you have one gift Is that all the gifts You can have No we're, the Holy Spirit is the one who decides what gifts you to have. And you've got to remember, it's a gift. So sometimes you may, like somebody, what do you want for your birthday? Well, you're telling the gift you want for your birthday. Somebody walk up to you, they ain't said nothing. Here, I gave you a gift for your Christmas present. You didn't ask for it. It was just a gift. So there are two types of gifts. There's the ones you ask for, and one that somebody just gives you. same thing with the with our God. Some things he you you ask for a gift, and some things that God just gives it to you to let you know, hey, I'm with you. There was something else I wanted to answer to. Yeah, I just told you about the gifts. Okay, about one gift was given to you, the other gift that you asked for. Did I answer your question?
2: Um, I suppose you did. So. Um, as far as increasing Do I have to okay. ask Is that like where I have to Well just keep practicing In the gift or trying to or just Ask the Lord to increase it and Then stand on Okay
1: it? now Paul Speaks in the book of uh, Corinthians about the 13th and 14th chapter if you'll study them It tells you about the gifts of Tongues and stuff and it Also tells you that uh well, in fact, let me turn over there and hit that right quick, and then i get back to the other. First uh, Corinthians 13, chapter, and the first verse. First Corinthians 13, chapter, and the first verse. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not charity, and charity means love, I become as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Although I have the gift of prophecy, understanding all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so I can remove mountains, if I have not charity, I am nothing. Although I've been sold all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt and have not charity, which is love, it profits me nothing. So you can have all the gifts, any gift, all the gifts operating in you. But if you don't love people, it ain't going to do no good. It'll help them, but it ain't going to help you. And so then it says, charity, love, suffers long and is kind. Charity or love, envy not. Love or charity, volunteers not itself up, not up, and it's not puffed up. A lot of times people have pride. That's what kicked the devil out of heaven. That's what's going on down here. Pride instead of love. And then God tells you what it means to love, not the envy, not to uh, not be puffed up and everything. Then it says the fifth verse does not behave itself unseemly. Still talking about love, Seekers not his own, her own. It is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, endure all things. Love never fails, but whether they be prophecy, they shall fail. Whether they be tongues, they shall cease. Whether they be knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when we, uh, which is the perfect, has come, that which is in part shall be done away with. Why, as I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. In other words, here you have one thought of man, but you got to get up to the next level. And the next level is another devil, and he's going to be fighting you. But the thing is, as you go up, you learn more. The more you, you learn, that's when God trusts you more. He gave one man ten talents, another one five, and one one. God gives the gifts. So you can ask, but if God doesn't give it to you, don't get mad. Don't get upset. God knows what you can handle. He never puts more on you than you can bear. Because as I told you, every time you go up another level, there's another devil waiting on you. So as I say, what you're learning, uh, uh, tongues and stuff, you know, if you don't have love, it doesn't do you any good. Speaking in tongues. The only thing it does, it edifies you. It builds you up. It makes you humble because you know you got to depend on God when you hear to pray. But you can't even pray without him teaching you how to pray or showing you how to pray. Then it says, the 12th verse, and now we see through a uh, glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I be known even as I am known. And now abide the Faith, hope, and charity, love. And the three. But the greatest of these is charity or love. That is the most thing that we need. We need love. I remember a song that came out a long time ago. It's what the world needs now is love, sweet love. And that's what we need. Even for our enemies, we've got to love our enemies. And that's, to me, you know, according to the scriptures, it would be confusing. But God wants us to love one another. We try to win people over by love. Even though they're mean to us, they cuss us out, they talk about us like a dog, they move, walk across us and trample us down and everything and anything they can say bad about you, they'll do it. We still got to love them. We still got to be kind to them because we're reaping coals of fire up on their heads when we love them and being good to them. God says Revenge is mine, says the Lord, not yours. So a lot of times we pray prayers that uh, are harm upon somebody because they're my enemy and look what they're doing to me and all this. But God told us to pray the other way, to love thy enemies and to do unto them as you'd have them do unto you, not as they're doing unto you. So, as I said, tongues is not the most important gift. Uh, prophecy is not the most important gift. It's about the way we treat the gift, and the gift is love. That's why in 5, I think it's 5 Galatians, the 21st verse, it talks about uh, the fruit of the Spirit, and the first thing it says is love. Well, let me hit this 14, uh, let me hit this one right here, right, quick, and then I'm going to go back to where we was at, and that is, uh, first Corinthians the fourteenth chapter, and starting with the first verse, it says, "Father asks charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy." So in other words, you can ask for things, but it already gave you the the one before that tells you what is the requirement: love, love. It ain't, "Oh Lord, increase my power." Don't Lord give me more tongues and stuff. No, it's all about the love, and. It says, second verse, it says, And he that speaketh to an unknown tongue, speaketh not to men, but unto God. But no man understands him. hallelujah be it in the Spirit, he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesies, speaketh unto men in edification and in exhortation, or build them up and comfort. So in other words, all, even though you, you want gifts of tongues, you want more tongues and stuff, you still got to go back to 13. You got to do, it's almost like the uh, uh, AA, they have certain steps. You have a 12-step program. Well, with God, you got a 12-step. You got more than a 12-step program, but you go by by the steps. First of all, you love people. Then you get the gift. You love people, increase the gift. You love people. Even though they're doing bad, that's, that's what the test is all about. Can you still love people when they're doing wrong to you? And that's when it keeps going. So if you get a chance, go back and read First uh, Corinthians, the 14th chapter. And it talks about the gifts, it talks about more about the tongues, it talks about uh, revelation and stuff, but I always go back to 13, love. Did I answer your question?
2: Yeah, actually, and uh, pretty much any other questions I would have had about uh, the different spiritual gifts. So you're mm-hmm. saying that ultimately it's the love even if i want another gift well just focus on trying to love people and it may just i may it may just show up one day cuz I'm, I'm i'm learning to love okay all right yep that's it well, oh, that, man. That's, well god bless you all right
1: yep Okay, well i'm glad you called me in i'm and as my host hostess said she's glad to hear you call me in but that means you're hungry a lot of people are or they're hearing you asking questions, and they're learning things. Even if they're afraid to call in, they learn by you calling in. So I want to thank you. All right. Let's get back to uh, the gifts here. Let's see what time we have here, because I want to make sure I try to get all the gifts in here. Oh, we got still 30 minutes here. Uh, As I told you all, the, the broadcast is open, and uh, I get calls on my other phone, you can't get on the broadcast. <laughs> call me at my phone, you have to call in the broadcast number. And when you do that and uh, do what the hostess says, then you'll be able to get on the broadcast. Now let's look at First uh, Corinthians 12 chapter and the 10th verse. In another, the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of You see that S there? To another, dire types of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. So let's go back and look at these things. Working of miracles. What is a working of miracles? Jesus prayed over the fish and the bread and it multiplied. He did it by two things the spirit, which is the spirit of faith, and the working of miracles. They work together. I'm believing for something I cannot believe for. I'm believing for something that only what Jesus can do. But now I'm believing if Jesus is telling me to pray over my food, it will multiply. I went to a place that uh, had a glass of wine or glass of water with some friends of mine, and I said, I'm going to pray for this glass to turn to wine. In fact, I asked for the whole pitcher to turn to wine because I heard God say, you can pray for this. And I did. My friends looked at it, and it's still water, and they tasted it, but they could taste the wine. Is that say, God does what He wants to do, not what we want to do, and it's all about developing people's faith and loving people and loving people. All right, let's keep on going here. So, the working of uh, the working of faith is the one who that also is the working with miracles. You work with them together to another prophecy. Just because you prophesy, it doesn't make you a prophet. You hear me? Just because you prophesy, it doesn't make you a prophet or a prophet is. What it is, the working of uh, knowledge the uh, and the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, works together. Working together can give you prophecy. All right? God has not put us out here to work on our own. He's He's given us. Uh, people that we can work with. He's given us the gifts that work with each other. And the more you start to understand that God is trying to do one thing, and that is to win the world that's lost through love and not condemnation. He, He said Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So you hear these preachers that's condemning America and says, oh, America cannot be saved. You don't know. At the last second, just like with uh, uh, Jonah, at the last second, they can repent. And repent is that we are saved through the blood of Christ. If we don't repent, we don't get saved. But if we repent and have a change of mind, that's what it means, a change of mind, and actually want to do what is right, then God will hear your prayer and God will restore everything that you need to bring you into his presence. And his presence is judgment, I'm telling tell you. But he doesn't judge just for evil. He judges for good and evil. He judges the thing that's going to bring life to our, our, our mind or death to our mind. And he tries to guide us into where he says, choose life, choose life. Then it says, Uh, To another, discerning of spirit. The word discerning means to judge. So in other words, I hear somebody speak, I might hear, uh, and it don't sound like uh, weird noises or anything. Because of the spirit that's in me who's doing the work, not me, he's able to discern and say this is the spirit of, of the devil. This is the spirit of the antichrist. This is a spirit that is not of God. This is the spirit that is of God. This is the spirit that is God talking to you. This is. He's the one that judges and gives you the judgment. All right? Then it says, to another, different, or diaries, and it has an S on there, different types of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. Well, we talked about that uh, already, about there's four different types of tongues for men. Uh, tongues of men and angels, that's two of them. Tongues that you uh, you speak, and somebody there has that language. That's how they knew that they were praising God, because they won't hear, oh, God said you're going to get a new house, a new car, out I said, no. Everything I've ever read in the Bible, it always said that they were praising and magnifying God. Tongues is all about. And then there's the last one, that you tongue, you tongues, and nobody knows what you're saying. It's it's between you and God, and sometimes you don't even know what you're saying because the Spirit says that you don't know how to pray as he ought, ah, but he prays for us with the moans and groanings and stuff. So he knows what's actually in our heart. He knows what we're actually thinking and actually feeling versus where we say, well, God knows my heart. No, you seek it out of a guilty heart. You know, did something wrong, and now you want to try to justify it. It's best to thump your hands and say, Lord, I'm guilty. Be like that sinner that was in the synagogue. Look, beat up on my chest. Lord, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. All right? Let's keep on reading here. And to another interpretation of tongues. As I said, there are some spiritual tongues that if God wants to, inside the church, God will reveal it and have somebody to interpret what is being said. Now, as I told you, there's two other there's another set of tongues that 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 you you speak, it'll be a foreign language, something you ain't learned, you ain't picked up. The other ones where you speak directly to God, and nobody will be able to interpret it. So if you start speaking in another unknown turn and and the pastor looks at you, well that's not for the church. That means he don't understand and you probably can't interpret it either. So pray silently to the Lord. He's trying to bless you. And as and he bless you, then you'll be able to bless others. All right? And it says in the 11th verse, But all these worketh that one and self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. It didn't say as you will. The Holy Spirit leads and guides and controls the gift. He uses when he wants to. Your job is to make yourself available. If he said, I'll blow up on this person, blow up on the person. But he wants you to do it in belief, not unbelief. If I blow up on the person, I believe they're getting healed. If I move my hand across their leg, I believe they're getting healed. I believe what the Holy Spirit is telling me. And my faith, believing him, causes the miracles to happen. But if I don't believe, no matter what I pray, ain't nothing going to happen. I don't care if somebody else be praying. If they don't believe after they hear from the Holy Spirit, you got to hear from him. It is not going to happen. All right, let's keep on going here. For as there's one body, as, as the body is one and as many members, all of the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ, or the anointing. You're baptized in the anointing. You're baptized in Christ. That's why one of those nine gifts will be operating in you. Sooner or later, if you don't don't understand it, just keep on seeking God, and he will reveal himself by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Uh, is anybody out there got any questions to ask? I'm giving you all a chance. but I'm getting ready to leave and go to Texas tonight, or in the morning, rather. And minister down there in Dallas. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be at a hotel called the Marriott at 8440 uh, Fremont. I'll be with Bob Larson Ministries. Yeah, I've been with Bob over 15 years now. He's one of my good friends. So I'll be down there. The Marriott at 8440 Fremont. They're in Dallas, Texas, close to the airport. All right. I love you. And finished finish there. Let's go back to Acts, the 11th chapter. Acts, the 11th chapter, starting with the first verse. And the apostles and brothers, which is in Judea, heard that the Gentiles, that's us, has also received the word of God. What is the word of God? It's vibrations. It is uh, sounds and it is frequency. When you say Jesus in the authority of the Holy Spirit in you, you vibrate a sound, a noise, a frequency, and that's how the gifts operate. But if you have no Holy Spirit in you, it's not going to operate. This is the whole thing, the Word of God. What is the word? Frequency, vibration, and noise. If God says let there be light, He made a speak, vibration, and noise, and though it there it was. Whatever He said, let there be there was being. Same thing with us. If you hold hear the Holy Spirit speak, speak what the Holy Spirit says, not what you think. There's uh the Hebrew letter, the fifth Hebrew letter, It's called hey. And that word hey means thought. Speak, action. How did God create it? First thing, he had a thought in his mind. He had a plan. Then he spoke what was in his plan. And then the action, the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Spirit worked together to create everything what the Father had in his mind. Once you start to understanding that it's the Spirit of God and trust the Holy Spirit, you will start moving into uh, different realms, spiritual realms. Yes, you will go into sometimes some of you will go into trances. Some of you will go into open visions. Some of you will go into closed visions. But you got to remember, it's the Holy Spirit, so you stay out of trouble of thinking you are God because you're not God. I don't care if your name is God's will. I have a friend, that's his name, God's will. That does not make him God. Our God is the one who created the heaven and the earth, and we are moved toward him by his mercy. He decided not to destroy us, and he has destroyed worlds before. But he didn't destroy us, and he's given us a chance to learn of him. And as we learn of him, then we prosper in him. And as we prosper in him, then we're able to witness for him and win other souls. The Bible tells us He. Who wins souls is wise. It's not how smart you are in the Bible. It's how you win souls. And the way you win souls is through demonstration, being a witness that God has did this for you, and then you can help somebody else. All right. Well, so we're going to leave uh, 11 alone so we can start there in two weeks at uh on chapter 11 in the book of Acts, it talks more about miracles. As I told you, there's so much all the way through the Bible, especially through the book of Acts. is one miracle after another miracle after another miracle until you get to the end of the miracles and realize that our God is a miracle-working God and that our job here is to preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which are concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. In other words, when you, you know the truth, the truth makes you free. If you tell me you're going to kill me, that's doesn't mean I'm, I'm transmitting from this earth to the spiritual realm. So I got a win-win. If I'm here, I witness. If I get killed, I go to the, the spiritual realm to be with God. But you have to settle it in your heart or in your mind that God is, he is, he is a rewarder of them that diligently, I keep going over that again, diligently seek him. Well, anybody out there got a question? Come on, call in there. Because lot of y'all need to know about... Anybody. The-
0: I, I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody, but I would like to... Share something about the tongues that I've experienced, um, okay? Because I have my prayer language tongues that I just initiate on my own, and then there mm-hmm. are things that Father wants me to pray about. That it's like a, it's like a fire, like a bubbling up that just comes out in tongues mm-hmm. to pray over that particular situation. So that's like two different types correct
1: okay well the first one you was talking about is like the one that talks about it in the book of jude where it says building up just your, yourself in your most holy faith that's speaking in tongues that god has given you for that time but then again god can give you another set of tongues to where he wants you to pray for certain people just like paul says though i i have i can talk in, uh more tongues than you all do, you know. It doesn't do anything except what God wants it to accomplish. So that's what you were talking about. And You say how it bubbles up out of your stomach, and all of a sudden you'd be speaking. You don't even know you're speaking at first. Uh, but it happens differently with different people. God didn't make us, a, uh, what they say, a, a cookie cutter. But he opened up the door that he can deal with us any way he wants to. You got any more comments?
0: No, that's it. I was just hoping that would help uh, 702 understand their times and different mm-hmm. tongues. And and it's not something I sought. Um, I seek. My main goal is, is growth in the spirit and growth in my relationship. So it's not something I actually <laughs> sought after.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's what i was saying. You know, some things God just gives us. It's just, it's, there's two types. One that you ask and the other one he just gives. And that's a good thing because you never know. We might ask for something that we don't need <laughs> so we can use it for ourselves. i give you an example. Lord, give me the, the, the gift of prophecy so I can prophesy what the numbers are going to be on the lotto tonight. <laughs> and then we win the lotto and all of a sudden we don't forget who God was. <laughs> We know start uh doing everything we want to do instead of back to the word of God. And we can say anything, but we never know what we will do until the time comes. Like Peter said, Lord, I'll die with you. James Down, yeah, we're willing to die with you. But when the time came, they ran from it. Uh, yeah, and I say anybody out there that needs questions or answers, this is the time. And I say I told y'all about how to use the, the book of Matthew, the 7th chapter, ask, seek, and not, and how Luke, the 11th chapter, gives you the answer to your ask, seek, and knock, and that is so you can receive the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost produces Holy Spirits in us. How do you know? I said, because I saw it. God let me see the operation. Why ain't nobody else know it? I don't know. I'm James, and I'm not God. (laughs) All right. Nobody got anything? Well, let me see here. Let me go one more scriptures here, and then we'll be finished for this Wednesday. You know, one thing I like about the book of Luke and the book of Acts, you know, when it talks about is it means those that love God. That's what the Bible is written to. Those that love God, not somebody who knows about God, but those that love God, and that's when He makes it uh, very understandable for them. You know, it's all about getting understanding. You know, Let's just read that part where it says Luke, the first chapter, and the first verse. First chapter and the first verse. It says, "For as many has taken into hand to set forth." The order of decoration of those things which we surely believe among us. What does hand mean? Undert- uh, hand means thought. For many as undertaking, or uh, when to understand the thoughts set behind the order of decoration, even as they delivered them unto us, from which from the beginning were eye witnesses and minister of the word. What is the word? The word is. Jesus, He is the olive towel. There's so many things for the word, but the basic meaning is uh, vibration, uh, noise, and frequency. When you really understand that, as the Holy Spirit operates in you, then this thing's gonna vibrate in you. The word's gonna come out of you, and you will speak the things that of God. If not, you'll speak the things of the devil or the things out of your own man. Where it says, it seems good unto me, having the perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto the order, most excellent, Theolopolis. Theolopolis means those who love. Theo is the word for God. And opolis is the love of people. So we love God. And that's why... The book of Luke was written that we can understand. And as the more we read, the more you'll find out about the virgin birth and everything, and that, you know, that we the just shall live by faith. And in the Old Testament, it says uh, the just shall live by his faith, or it's in the New Testament, his faith. It's your trust. I can't teach you how to move in faith, I cannot teach you how to move into the spiritual realm. But If you put your faith in God and listen to what he says, you can take step by step, inch by inch, and you will grow. And that's what we're here to do. Grow in Christ. Grow in the spirit. Grow in knowledge. Grow, grow, grow. As I'm speaking this word, I'm vibrating this word because the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. And he was telling me, say, grow, grow, grow. So I'm speaking it into your life. I had a man, uh, I was uh, going through a, a time where I was just broke all the time. You know how anybody's been there? But the money comes in your pocket, the next thing you know, money going out your pocket, and you ain't even got a chance to put no more back in there. Well, this man walked up to me He said, You got a spirit of poverty. I didn't even know there is a spirit called poverty. And he said, I'm going to speak a word in your life, a word to change, to rearrange, to move me into a new direction. And that's all he said. I'm gonna speak a word in your life. You'll never be broke again. Vibration, noise, and frequency. From that day forth, which is over 20 years ago, I was in another pulpit. A man walked to me and said, "Oh, uh, lady, walked to me and she said, God said to tell you you'll never be broke again." I get out the pulpit, walk down another way. Another lady walks up and she said, "God told me to tell you you'll never be broke again." They didn't hear each other. That other, they didn't even hear that man who was up in Kansas City who promised that to me. But from that day forth, I have never been broke, and I never had missed meal cramps. Why? Because I trust the God of the Bible. He says what he says. I believe what he says. He interprets what he says. He gives us dreams, visions, open visions, closed visions. Dreams in, your, uh, in the midnight hour, sometimes it's way up until 3 o'clock in the morning because if you notice Jesus walked on the water at a certain time, there's reasons for that. Everything in the Bible has a purpose. Everything. And uh I I want to wipe out this say here, there is no such thing as a coincidence. The more you walk with the Lord you'll find that He arranges everything and there is no such thing as coincidence. Well Dorothy uh I I don't want to go any further tonight on teaching. What? Are you there?
0: Yes, I'm here.
1: Okay. And I really hate to go off any earlier, but I'm getting ready to pack and go to Dallas. And I I don't want to drive. (laughs) I don't
0: want to drive.
1: (laughs) But this is one of those times I got to drive, so I said, okay. I I got my, my wings back on my feet again. And I thank God for that. You know, I was never scared to fly, but it was a lot easier for me to drive everywhere I want to go instead of having to fly. And yet and still, the Lord worked it out to where I could drive my little scooter up on the plane, up to my seat. That you, this is, our God is not dead. He's yet alive. I was able to get out of my scooter into my seat. They put the thing under the plane. And when I got ready to leave, they brought the thing and put it back on the plane and brought it right back to my seat that I was able to drive off the plane from my seat. As I say, is that self, like some of my friends, God is awesome. God is awesome. God is awesome. God is awesome. <laughs> I'm just quoting other people. All right. Well, Dorothy, as I say, uh, looking forward to our next plane, but is there anything you want to say?
0: Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I do know that even when you're waiting for your healing to come, mm-hmm. Father makes a way for you to be able to do things. You just, mm-hmm. Which is rather awesome. Yep.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's no way I can get around the way I'm getting around. Unless the Lord did it, because sometimes I have a, a stair in my in my garage, and I have to go down three stairs, and I have to come up three stairs to get in, and the pain is excruciating. Sometimes I have to have somebody lift my leg to put it up. But God, He has sent me some people from my church <laughs> that went and built me a ramp now. So instead of me having to walk up the up the stairs, I can ride my scooter up the ramp and come into the house now. But as I tell people, if y'all are willing to try and trust the Lord that our God, the one who who saves us, the one who loves us, the one who sacrificed for us, the one who redeemed us by his blood, his son's blood, by the life of the son, that we can have all things that we need. For he will supply. He will supply. All right. I'm looking at all these people out there, and y'all didn't call in tonight. I said, I, I wish you had. Just let me know you're out there. Just call in long enough to say hi or something. Just let me know you're there, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Even though if it's just one person I can witness to, I'll witness to the one. But at least let me know that you're out there listening. I had a, a, a church. My church has really grown now. But it used to be one man. His name was Paul. And Paul would be there every Friday for Bible study. and There would be nobody but him and me and Jesus. And if, every week, boom, boom, boom. Now we've been up to as many as twenty and thirty people there for Bible study, and they have seen the miracles. That's one thing that God does not let us be uh, confound, but He will prove that He is with us if you're willing to trust Him. All right. Well, I'm at fifty-five, and I hate to cut, cut it off or anything. But do you don't have anything, Dorothy? I, I don't have no more the Lord ain't speaking to me and he don't speak I don't speak.
0: Yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing. Just um just I'm so glad okay. that he says what he means and means what he says.
1: Amen. All right, well, let me pray for the people, and then we'll get ready to dismiss. Heavenly Father, as we come before the throne of grace and mercy and peace and love and the Holy Spirit, thanking you for this day that you have made, that we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, you've had your children out there hungry and thirsting after righteousness, and I ask you to refill them right now. Let the Spirit of Jesus Christ go forth in the anointing that sits the captives free, that they have their eyes where they can see, have the ears where they can hear, and then receive the engrafted word of God, that they'll go forth and be a witness to some man, some woman, some boy or girl, and let them know that Jesus is alive and well, that he is not dead, that he rose from the dead, that death, hell, and the grave could not hold him, and that he is the king of over, the quick and the dead now. He has power over every kingdom. And then everything is under his feet. And there is a time coming. That where he's coming back. To claim his own. That the uh, the new Jerusalem. Will come in out of the sky. And the, the world will wonder. How did this place come into being. But God has already spoken to him. Uh, being. And all of a sudden it's going to appear out of nowhere. And they will see this. Uh, ascending upon the earth. You also know that. God has revealed the Antichrist, and those that have been left behind is going to go through seven years of, of hell here. But the saints of God, those that made themselves ready, will leave when the Lord of the trump, and that we'll go to the wedding supper. And, Father, we'll be dressed according to what you want us to be dressed, that we'll bring for us presents and gifts to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Lord, God of God, and that eyes will see that they should have served the the high master, the one who created everything, and that we are the children. We are the children of the most high God. Father, I ask you to bless the ones that hears, the ones that sees, and those that did not see. Those that did not hear, let it go forth, Father, because your word goes through all the universe, and it never stops. Whatever you say is forever, and that the Bible interprets itself, and it has life, and life more abundantly in it. Father, we come to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, and we all say, amen.
0: Amen.
1: All right, then. I'll be talking to you in about a week and a half, and I'll be able to tell you what's up with the Lord showing me because I'm supposed to be—I might be heading down to uh, South Carolina. I got a friend down there for the church, and the Lord blessed him, gave him not only the church but gave him a church bus, a Greyhound bus to go with the church. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, we talk. God bless.
0: Father, bless everybody. Thank you for coming and joining us right now thank you 702 for being hungry and curious um, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks
1: you all have all a blessed right. evening
0: Pastor. get, get some good more. sleep you. so you can drive
1: alright and for all you people out there don't forget to pray for traveling mercy for me thank you
0: <laughs> alright bye good night good night, good night. everybody